I was watching the trailer just now. Not only is it a woman, she has she's missing an arm. Uh, yeah, she has yeah. like a hook. She's a hook disabled. Arm. So, uh, how do we well, not like, know that this is based on some real thing that happened in World War II? I believe it. I believe women robots existed in World War II. I mean, me personally, I was in World War she II. She just had a hook arm. <laughs> I can <laughs> tell you, she's not a cybernetic woman. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Emergent Gamer Podcast. This is Trip Zero. Uh, Felix Sergood. Neo Aoshi. Snacks the Cat. And those are the people that are with us tonight. What's up, hey, dudes? Hey, How you doing? I know, uh, all the people. Episode 167. Uh, we got Snacks the Cat as a host. Snacks, what's going on, dude? Not much. I'm ready. I'm think. I'm ready, too, dude. We uh, got another Discord show going on because life is happening and we're all separated because of time and distance. No, it's just call but a not rose. not by love and Call game a passion. fucking rose a rose here, Trips. It's Felix Hergood's shitty schedule. I get it. I said schedule. I didn't no. have to say whose shitty schedule. <laughs> Let's be real. This is also just really convenient. It is. It's very convenient. It's very yeah. convenient. I yeah. do like I do like the table interaction, but you know, you got to do what you're going to do. We balance, um, we balance the sound out pretty well at this point, and I think these are going to be good. I want us to get it to, to a point where we're able to bring in you know, stream guests, people. It's that, it's people what it's great for. It's, uh, yeah, it's 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 great for guests for sure. Um, anyway, we got a great show for you guys tonight. We're going to be talking about a couple of things. Uh, uh not not best or least of all, uh, but the Battlefield Five reveal trailer dropped today, so we're going to definitely hit some of that. Uh, some of Xbox, uh, their E three schedule possibly. Uh, is PS four dying? Uh, question mark. Uh, scare scary words. Um. And then some N64 talk and some of the little things we're going to sprinkle in there at our news phase. Um, but for now, I'm going to go popcorn, Neo Aoshi. Tell us what you've been hey. up to. Neo Aoshi. Hey, so hey. not a whole lot. I did, however, this weekend pick up Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, oh my okay. God. Okay. Yeah. So it was on sale this weekend and it was a free weekend. And I played it with a bunch of my buddies on my other discords. And. Mm-hmm. This is a really fun squad shooter, reminiscent of the old Rainbow Six. It only so took a year I, to get good. It only took, but you know what? I got it in the best time. I feel like, and it it feels like a really solid shooter. I want to say, it it's cool because it the old Rainbow Six. I don't know if you guys ever played this on the old the old PC Rainbow Six. I've I've played zero Rainbow Six, so please please fill me in. So the way the matches work, it's a first person shooter. And the, it was just campaign back then. I want to. I, I remember just doing the campaign. This was like 56k days. You know what I mean? Like when free games were like just coming into into the mainstream. How did you play online back then? I, I didn't play this game online back then. It was did, just the people single did, player missions, right? At some point, I guess. I don't remember if the original ones were. I don't. But know. wow, the way the way the uh, missions and whatever worked was, you would go into a planning phase. You would look at the house where the hostage is and you would you would go, okay, this is where I want my team to breach. We're gonna break the door down, flashbang, move in, spread out like a like a SWAT, like SWAT style. Sure, like, really, uh, really strategic, really tactical. Really strategic. 
this game takes that and makes it into a a really good multiplayer match. So you and I have watched enemies, this. I've watched this on Twitch. It's pretty uh, pretty engaging. Um, it's cool. Um, you switch between the offense attackers and the defenders, and what that means is if you're an attacker, you spend 30 seconds trying to find the objective, whether it be disarming the bomb, finding the hostage, finding whatever whatever the objective is, mm-hmm. and then the defenders in this 30 seconds also have time to put up barricades, uh, reinforce walls, set traps for the attackers, and then you go into the assault phase. When where that means is you and your team move in, uh, to you know think about which way you want to yeah, breach, do the thing, whatever the thing is. Um, and I gotta say, man, it's it's a lot of fun. I've been playing with a group of uh, I want to say four to five guys who I nice. know from uh, one of my uh, friendly discords, cool. and it's cool. really good. Um, the game is really detailed. You can shoot through objects. Mm-hmm. So I've it, seen it that. Makes yeah. it, Dude, it makes it so good. It feels amazing. Yeah, I watched um, my I watched I watched my good buddy Heathen Gamer play it uh, extensively, yeah. actually, and the destruction is 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 very real. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably the most appealing thing. It reminds me of the old Red Faction back in the day, where you can like shoot holes yeah. in walls and basically hide in them. environments. Yeah, yeah I've watched yeah. Uh, Enemy Munition play a good amount of it too, and she's just a, a real sick first person competitive oh, not, streamer in general and uh i'm not great at this game like yet, yet. <laughs> yeah yeah but, but before i got on the climbing. on the stream i was playing a few rounds and i was actually tearing it up in those rounds what? So, oh, tearing um, it up. i gotta say it's a fun game and i'm really glad i hopped into it at this point because i like this the style of game i like counter-strike this sure. feels like a like a variation on the counter-strike genre which is which is great They've been updating it a lot too since it's released. So much to the effect that it's kind of had a resurgence in the community. Did they? Did you? Oh, yeah. I know that they added like a zombie mode to it like a month ago. Did you try that at all? No, I think I missed that. That must have been an event because it is not in the playlists at all. Yeah. Um, they have the terrorist hunt mode, which is like you can like just fight AI, and yeah. there's like twenty terrorists in a building, and you have to systematically kind of make your way through and take out out the out these uh, AI computers, but um. The game isn't like a running. It's not. It's not a running gun game at all. You are slowly and methodically making your way through, thinking strategically about how you're uh, going to be taking out the enemy, which is probably my favorite part about the game. It's so really far. just. It's yeah. focused on that. Like it's really, really, really just about that. Yeah. You, you. If you run and if you're trying to like rush to get those kills, Call of Duty style, it's not going to work. You mm. will. You will fail. It's yeah. guaranteed. And every single individual person plays a. Uh, what a class yeah they're called operators and there are of many variation of them i bought the standard edition which was on sale for like twenty dollars or whatever um it gave me i want to say about half of the operators to start out with and they all have various abilities um uh breaching abilities uh jamming radar abilities uh different um you can have like uh your little drones that you can send out and and they can shock people. That's like an ability for one operator. Yeah, but not yes. not everyone has the drone. The drone is like something that one everyone, operator has. No, no, everyone does have a drone. Oh, okay. Um, but but one operator gets a drone that can disable traps and shock oh. people. So like that's a special specific uh, operator ability. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's a really enjoyable experience, and um, I will be playing that a lot more. <laughs> you gonna buy it? Nice, dude. I already bought it. Oh, you did buy it. I thought Yeah, yeah, I spent I bought the the standard edition which was on sale for $20. But you originally bought it just to 
But you originally downloaded it just because it was you said it was free to play. Yeah, this past weekend it was a free Steam weekend, so they oh. had it for free and on sale. But oh, so you, you, and, and you played it and then played it and then bought it or bought it right away. I played it and then I was like, eh, should I? Should, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it. And then I did it. What was the sale yeah. price? Just curious. The standard edition was on sale for twenty dollars. I don't know. I couldn't. Well, actually, I can tell you because I have Steam up right here. It is now back off of that price to. You can load forty. Is it forty? Did you just pull it up? I'm guessing. Did you, be, did, did you beat me? Thirty. All right, we got forty. Now, we got now 30. we're just saying numbers. What? It's not. Come on, Steve. Numbers right, seventeen. It's twenty-two. We're just gonna say it's forty. We're gonna say it's forty. Okay. <laughs> no, we're just gonna pick a number. It's we're forty. Just, no, it's we're, forty. We're just gonna pick Felix's number. You found it. Okay. Seventy-two dollars. Yeah, it has like it has way too many version versions which is kind of annoying it's a whole quarter <laughs> right well that's all i've been doing um i've been playing other switch games but that's not important. not important so you had a good time playing the siege i have been having a good time playing you know who siege. also plays the fuck out of the siege um who plays the- adrenaline adrenaline plays the fuck out of siege he plays he's a, a siege lot. fan huh he seems like he would to- be he's a sieger he's sieging is he in our Discord? Because uh, um, should, uh, I don't, I don't know if you know Adrenaline, but he plays with me from time to time. You'll have to. We'll get, we'll, we'll get him ba- in here. Touch base with him at some point. We'll get I him. In. He up. definitely does not listen to the show. <laughs> that's, that's that's all right. Not every, not that's everyone. Lame. Not everyone can be a winner. Not everyone. Um. All right. Who's next? I uh, I I wasn't on last week, so I kind of feel like chatting with you guys a little bit. Fuck yeah! Go ahead, don't mind dude. me. Definitely jump right in here. Um. A big fucking surprise. I'm playing more Destiny 2. Oh, Everyone listening out there just fucking crashed their cars or what? threw their phone in surprise. I know that I'm playing this game. Trip Zero um, just whipped his dick out on the table and went, no one, look, then, look at this and, surprise. Yep, yep surprise. <laughs> Guess what? We were like, yeah, what? No one, no one is fucking surprised. Um, <laughs> no, but they, they released Warmind, which uh, I know Snacks you were chatting about last week uh, with the dudes. Um, and it's been, it's been it's been fun it's, it's been fun to grind now, i don't know if that's uh because destiny 2 has been so lacking up until this point and that's they added so many different levels of content that it's exciting to have that again or if it's just honestly good on its own probably a mix of both you know but uh but i was spending a lot of time in that world just just reverting to old behavior which is like you just run around in a public area just doing fucking nothing right you're just shooting shit and not really necessarily accomplishing anything but you're just having fun just shooting that's stuff. that's what was missing just the having fun uh, and shooting shit part having fun in a video right? are you playing right. with randos often Absurd. or are you playing with actual people we know both both me and me and snacks uh a lot are hopping in there um we've been, we've been doing a lot snacks. of work me and snacks have been raiding together we've been doing strikes together crucible everything we've just oh, been, we've been are you guys uh, doing the ps4 version yes yeah yeah yes but i, I did I did. I did start a new tune on my PC, and I just got to the farm. So, oh, you got to the farm, you said. Got to the farm, dude. He's making got, progress. Everybody. I got to the farm, logged out, and uh, gave my other hunter's shit to the vault, and then deleted my other hunter. All right, look. Here's the real talk. Throw your PC out the window. <laughs> Whoa! The show. The show would end. Play it on the Whoa. fucking PS4. See, it's where everything is. Snacks. Snacks. 
it's you're no nothing nobody's losing i'm not leaving and by everything snacks means me (laughs) there's a lot of people that we play with on ps4 that's my home right i got most of my shit there i got my collection just all all the history is there for sure that's my priority but like i'm gonna hit 385 at a certain point and then we're gonna be able to rip through our weekly stuff on ps4 really easily um and then you know in the downtime i got my little pc here and then Lock and Key can get involved, and Diamond Jab from GSM Podcast, uh, Neo Yoshi down here from our own podcast. Um, I believe I someone was also, just saying. was also uh, there. See, he's ready. Someone was also telling you snacks to maybe hop in. Wow, yeah, that's a very elegant way of saying double agent. The air of somebody who um, wait snacks. Do you have it on the PC? No, uh, no, but he could stop. See, see you're, see, you're fighting it in, with the air of someone who would do this if they think too much about it snacks, and they don't want to entertain if, the thought. It, snacks, don't feel bad about it. I bought it on two consoles, and I don't care. I don't feel bad about anything. I'm totally happy with where I am. Uh, Felix, I'm not buying that game. Felix, I literally, I literally have not played Destiny with Felix since the Crota raid in 2014. No, really? Really. That could be no, we, no, we, we, no, no, we never gained. No, 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 no. I know what you're going to say. You, and played, gonna say, you we played, never, played on Xbox. No, I didn't. Oh, I did. I'm, that's a lie. We did trials on Xbox. No, yeah, I, I, I remember. I don't even know if we did, did it past this. I remember us just distinctly playing like the opening story stuff. No, we were on like together on separate consoles doing opening story stuff because I was streaming that whole day the 24-hour stream i did oh yeah yeah. oh yeah, and you yeah, were doing, yeah. i remember yeah. that yeah yeah we were in discord chatting about it but we weren't playing right we, we were playing yeah. completely different <laughs> that was crazy yeah we joined discord yeah. together and yeah. then my my stream was live and you were talking mm-hmm. in my stream but playing destiny elsewhere <laughs> exactly exactly um the so i mean you know destiny's fun um it's iron banner this week currently so and it will still be by the time you hear this episode um season three ornaments for your gear is pretty cool i like how they're doing that like you get the gear drop right and it's still the same gear drop it's been dropping so if you haven't had a gun or something you're going to get them still if you grind it but um as long as you complete certain objectives you'll get season three's ornament for the armor and you can change the look of uh of your gear which is cool you know uh, it doesn't give like to me it feels better than like having limited time gear that will only ever exist at that point and then go away forever and you have all season to earn this stuff so the pressure is off and, and just all about the gameplay I will say though their matchmaking is still fucking trash. I went in there as a solo player last night just to finish my like daily, you know, uh, buff like the the milestones that give you extra uh, extra coins to turn in for more reward packages. Um, and ev- almost every game, every game, out of, every game out of five except one, uh, it was a, a bunch of randoms. Me, like literally, they, they gave no one on our side any people paired up, and our opposite team was either a full squad or like a group of four and a group of two based on their clan names. So you can assume they're all on mic talking to each other, which immediately means their competitive edge is so much higher than a bunch of randoms. There was even one situation where it was five randoms on my team and then a a clan of five on the other team plus one random. They didn't even give us the advantage of having one more person, but all being separate against the full stacked clan. They gave the clan the extra person and had it with us as less people, less individual players. Um, that one I actually backed out of. That's the first Crucible game I think I ever backed out on. Because it just, like two minutes in, it was like 10 to 70. And I'm up there like with my, you know, 
2.1 something KD, I'm not slacking, but like if no one can play the objective and if, uh, if you can't communicate as to what points to take in the in the game mode, the game is control. So you have to own more points, and more points mean your kills are worth more. A little context. If you're not playing the objective, you're not going to win. Doesn't matter how good of of a shooter you are in this scenario. So people on mic with each other are always going to win, no matter what. It just it's a fact. You can coordinate a lot better. You just have a natural advantage. Yeah. Yeah, and like uh, Bungie came out um, and talked about their matchmaking because people were uh, were upset about it now that Crucible. Uh, is ranked um so outside of iron banner if you hop into a regular either quick play playlist or competitive playlist you have separate ranks you have a a, like a casual rank and then like a competitive rank um but as a solo player say you want to grind competitive you might still get tossed in with randoms on your team versus like a four squad that's like that's an immediate loss unless there's like a miracle and you guys can somehow be in the right place in the right time strategically on these maps um, I'll get to you in one second, Felix. Um, Bungie said uh, in, in a response, they had a couple like FAQ type questions of feedback they've heard about this. And one of them was like, why don't you just have a separate like solo player queue? And their response was like, we feel like that would split the community in an unhealthy way. And I just, I don't, I don't see it. I don't know how it would. I don't get um, that, yeah. They made one good point where they, they felt like they, if they did that, they'd have to change uh, the rankings to have like a solo competitive rank and then a team competitive rank. Um, and I understand how that can get messy and it doesn't mean you have any, any one number to, you know, indicate your performance in the crucible. But the first thing about saying like, they feel like it would lessen everyone's experience and lead to poor quality matchups. I, that I don't, I don't understand that process. Felix. Uh, you implied earlier, but you didn't actually confirm whether this is actually a part of the update. You implied that when you were playing in a match, clans seemed to be emphasized. Or something. I mean, like, I don't know what that was. Maybe it was just like it's day one of Iron Banner and more people are playing. So there's just as more groups. clans getting together to play people as groups. Of the same clans are playing. So, yeah, yeah, to get their weekly rewards because you do get more rewards if you if you are in a match with people that are in your clan. Um, it could have just been that. And and there was just so much more of that happening than solo players that your percentage chance of having that outcome was higher i feel like that's what it is but their matchmaking system should look at these situations like oh five randoms versus one five-person team we'll give the five-person team the extra person like i don't understand what computer brain would think that's okay right for a competitive game you know like that should just be immediate if this then that logic and cut that out and uh like re-roll that matchup like my matches were super quick i barely waited in a matchmaking queue but i'll tell i'll wait longer for sure like matchups were fast, but they were terrible. So like I don't mind waiting a little bit longer to get a better quality uh player versus player matchup in that game. My my it's funny that you said earlier that that they don't want to divide their community. Because mm-hmm. one of my biggest I have already stated this on the show, so I'm not gonna beat a dead horse or anything, but one of the reasons why I don't want to go back is because of how divided the community is by the clan system. It's like everybody I mean, a lot of that heat. I wouldn't say it's divided. No, I mean the heat. I think it's, uh, I think kind it's of more minor than you than you make make it out to be. It's not what I witnessed. That's why I stopped playing. It's not. I mean, my, you're, you're well, talking from a both September consoles. 2017 perspective, right? Right. So, did it change? Is it yeah, different? Very much so. Very um, much so. And that's because you're not. Um, you're not literally not and everyone, figuratively. Not everybody yeah. is pushing for clan goals anymore. No. Well, um, yeah. 
literally and like also uh, I said figuratively. I mean, ob- like objectively in the game, they changed the systems so that uh, clan rewards, like the other ones you get besides your weekly reward for clan XP, all the little extra ones that you got by like playing Crucible with your clan mates or raiding with your clan mates, right? Or doing the Nightfall, shit like that. Um, they all adjusted the power drop levels so that they would not drop any higher than your character's soft level cap. So they aren't effective for raising your total power. So the emphasis is gone from that. People aren't only playing with clan mates. Good. uh, Because there's no like real benefit once you hit that actual grind to get max power. Yeah. It's uh, like, I mean, overall, like say what you want about what the experience may have been like at the beginning of the game's launch, Felix. But like the fact of the matter is that the game lost a huge player base in its second season. Nobody was playing. Everybody got reset in their clans. And now people are coming back to the game and like people are just joining a clan, like just because their friends are not all back. While the game is in a better state and it's solid at this point, it's in no way going to attract the crowd that it had when it first launched. And with that, I mean, like just last night, like Trip can attest to this, but like I hit him up on uh, chat and I was like, hey, my buddy is playing again. He, he wants a clan because his old clan is just not there it's not that his clan kicked him out or anything it's just that there's nobody in his clan playing anymore and that was a deep yeah. clan because i used to be in that clan wow. it's just that it's, i thought i recognized like, the name when i saw your yeah. friend's uh, uh uh little banner pop up yeah, yeah yeah so like it's just like it's a matter of like for better or worse like destiny betted hard on clan or uh bungie betted hard on clans for this game when they, they like did, revealed yeah. it and like that may have been something that was like very much so pushed within the first season of the game but we're well beyond that point like we're coming up on year one being completed and like clans are not the same it's very minor i really could give two shits what my rank is i'm just glad i'm in a clan to get a reward each week at this point mm-hmm. yep it's where your so, friends yeah, his, are at the end of friend, the day his friend is now on the emergent gamer yeah it's where yeah. your friends are at the end of the day yeah uh, exactly that's true that's truthfully how it should be that's how I so, remember I mean, D1 being. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's, and it's getting closer and closer to that point. Um, they're making really good strides, uh, Bungie is as a whole, to get people back on board, except for their uh, their Iron Banner emote fiasco. But, oh, yeah. you know, but, you know. It is definitely, do you want to talk about that now? I, I mean, people that, that, you know, that listen know what this is. They, they had a big issue with the Eververse store, which is their um, their loot box system, essentially. Uh, if you don't play Destiny, every every time your um your experience bar fills up after your max level, um obviously you don't get another level, but you do get a um a loot box essentially, and it has just cosmetics. There's nothing in there that can improve your game, but of course you can also buy these things. Um, they've done a really good way, a really good job of of making it easier to get these things in the game, and then you can break things down for uh for purchasing materials to get the stuff you do want. They offer like a weekly rotation of things to buy with the broken down material. So like, the, you know, it's, it's not terrible anymore. Um, but the issue is they had some of their coolest stuff behind Eververse. <laughs> uh, all the individual yeah. like emotes, the ships, this, the sparrows, your little bikes you ride around like on your ghost. Destiny one you got as rewards for just participating in the major raids mm-hmm. and anything like that, you know, they've added that stuff now too, as drops. There are uh, like, there's an iron banner specific ship uh, that will drop for you. Um, I have to get certain ranks. So, I mean, they're, they're making, you know, good strides. But they put an Iron Banner-specific emote, which, again, it's an event that's just a week long, happening right now. 
And you can only get it by buying a package, a, a reward package that has a couple other worthless things in it. You get some like, experience boons for your character that you can play, maybe some extra tokens, and then this emote. And the whole thing costs 1100 silver, which is equivalent to $11 because you buy... Uh, it's like what it's like a thousand for like yeah. 10 bucks and then like the, yeah exactly you like a hundred yes yeah, 20 like, yeah exactly 20 bucks uh oh so that's that's exactly one purchase you it's 9.99 for a hundred for a thousand silver and then you get a hundred is bonus like 20 bucks gets you 300 extra yeah, stuff like, like that value you know? pack yeah so so you buy you're basically just buying this thing to get this um exotic level emote which is cool right it's like this this holographic axe shows up in your guardian's hand and the shield and he slams the axe down. It's pretty fucking cool, but there's literally no gameplay way to attain it. And as we saw with Battlefront, uh, if you give somebody um, no option to truly attain something through gameplay, people are really going to be upset about it. Yeah. So it, it was a it's a bad backstep, and I feel like they're going to be like, oh, we're sorry, we were stupid. Uh, this was something we we. Uh, decided on back in september and we just pushed the button uh it's in the loop pool now like i feel like they're just gonna do that and then it's like we fine. hear but, you quote yeah we <laughs> we hear you listen to me guys we hear you we hear you the community and this yeah. is this is us backpedaling again right exactly it's so weird it's just so weird how i how they like focus put so much focus into the eververse when it, it from what i understand is there's no pressure from activision to do this this mm-hmm. is all just Bungie making these decisions to push these like weird, co- weird cosmetic Eververse store. I, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. You're it's wondering just, why they're strange. doing it? No, no, no. Well, yes, especially when their game is kind of in the gutter at the moment. I, and I have the- no statistical backup for this, but I've heard no. colloquially that they are still making a shit ton of money on the Eververse store. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. It's a money-making thing. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, at the end of the day... Yay, it capitalism! Back, <laughs> it just goes back to the fact that these games cost a lot of money to make. Uh, yeah. And it's something that's very nice, Felix. <laughs> it, Felix yeah, are good as dancing go. Look at that on our Discord dance. cameras. Oh my it's, my yay, it's, my yay ca- it's my yay capitalism dance. Yay. That's, that's a weird way of expressing capitalism, but okay. Um, yeah. Your your no. your fingers were very close to your nipples too. I was, was a little yeah. uncomfortable watching this. So I, I mean, it's just, it's the same thing that developers say all the time, where it's like, oh, like we got to keep the lights on somehow, so we implement this system in play to help pay for the games. And it's like, realistically, like these expansion launches are big. Like you look at like a game like World of Warcraft, which is ten plus years old at this point, and like who's buying a new copy of World of Warcraft this year? Whenever the fuck the expansion drops, that's when they're buying World of Warcraft again. And when you have peaks like that, I can only imagine budgetary what that looks like for the company and how fucking disorienting that is. Where it's like we're really banking on this one expansion. To oh, you gotta be, dude. You gotta be part like part banker, part yeah. investment uh, strategist, part like fucking wizard, just telling yeah. the future. Like you just, it, there's no way to know. If it flops, it flops, and then you're just fucked. And right. like this is just a strategy for them, where it's like, yeah, like it's there if you want something cosmetic and cool. Like, you don't have to pay for it, but, like, it's easier if you pay for it. And, like, at the end of the day, I get it. Like, I can only imagine the insanity that goes into making these games and what that looks like on the developers and, you know, how much time and, like, energy they put out. But, like, 
yeah, at the end of the day, when you just kind of paywall something like that, it's it doesn't feel great. Like, honestly, like, it's interesting because uh, on a slight similarity to juxtapose this, uh, Overwatch, like, two or three weeks ago released an exclusive skin that you could only buy. It was only purchasable with real money, but a portion of it went completely to charity, if not the whole thing. It oh, was I like, think they said the whole thing. That's yeah, okay. Thing. That's so, like, 100% okay. But then, like, why put a set cost on a skin where it's like, this is a $15 skin. It was a $15 skin for one character. And it's like, was, it a, was it a good skin, though? It's a fine skin. It's for Mercy, who sucks. But, like, it's Whoa. like... Mercy, Mercy sucks right now. <laughs> but, like, it's... um, Like, how do you... Why $15? Like, if it's going to charity, I get that. And usually with charities and stuff, you kind of make your own pay. And, like, for a Blizzard community, just as, like, a side tangent, like, that's a community that will totally put, like... There are people that would donate mad money for that. Like... They put in fifty, a hundred dollars because that's the type of community that Blizzard players are, and like, it's just weird to have a specific price point for that. And people are cool with that. Like, and yes, it's going towards a good cause. That's great. I'm glad that it's going towards something beneficial. Um, but I can confirm I, like, for you that a hundred percent of the proceeds do go to the charity. That's good. That's is, awesome. the, is the charity a a, a a mercy hospital? It's breast oh, cancer. Yeah, it's breast man. cancer. I don't know. There no um, but yeah like thought you maybe, have one but you have like it was one thematic you have one example of something super exclusive that can only be accessed <laughs> if you pay and it's going towards something that's a good cause which it is a good cause like it's you know for breast cancer awareness and everything and then you have the complete opposite where it's like this just seems like it's for money just for the sake of it have it being yeah money. and there's no even like no uh sugarcoating it just like Here's a really cool new thing that everyone's going to want. $10. 10 bucks. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's weird. It's definitely weird. But uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know. This is going to become available again when Iron Banner returns. Like it's, it's just going to be looming over people's heads. People there will be no change it. this week, but then next Iron Banner, they're going to uh, fold it into the loot pool. No I'm, way. I'm convinced. I I, I think they stand strong with it. I think really? Keep it. Yeah, I think they honestly keep it. Yeah, because if they don't wow. stand strong with it, the people that will have paid for the emote will be very pissed. Yeah, very pissed. of course. Yeah, that would be such a, <clears throat> like, such a punch to them. And, like, yeah. you just got to stick to your guns. As soon as that gets implemented in the system, like, you can't not, you can't take it back yeah. when people have already paid for it. This is exactly as Neo just said. Yeah, that's um, a good point. It just, yeah. oh, it just, it's such a good emote, dude. It's a great emote. It's, it's cool. I don't it's know. So I wouldn't spend ten dollars on it, but yeah. 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 I'm mad about the part what, of it. What does the emote do? Did you say what the emote does? It, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it creates like an axe in your hand, like you know the um, like a flame-colored uh, holographic almost axe, like all the exotic emotes of Destiny Two have. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. You know, I remember animations yeah. with them. It just animates the axe, and he like puts the axe down on the ground, and there's a shield that pops up in front There's of a, yeah. one of the articles. Very like dramatic looking. See it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, just like, yeah, you're doing the the Salt Bay one. Mm-hmm. Salt Bay. <laughs> I had the Salt um, Bay one. Oh yeah, dude. So speaking of um, pretty cool things that cost ten dollars. Uh, Game Pass reference. Felix are good. Do you want to chat about your uh, your experience this week? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Trip Zero. I really want to hear this. Okay. Let's hear. It. So 
Um, look at my face, guys. <laughs> I see your face. The people listening. I see it over can, the internet. The people listening cannot see my face. Actually, but hold on. Um, this keep is, talking. I want to take a picture for listeners. Listeners, go to our uh, Instagram.com <laughs> right now. Instagram.com slash uh, the Emerging Gamer to look at Felix's face right now. It will be a dumb fucking piece of shit expression on my face. <laughs> this is the face of a man who has played a game that he's addicted to until 4.30 in the fucking morning, the last three nights in a row. Whoa. By mistake. Because he got lost in the great systems that are built for it. The simulation of it being like an actual zombie apocalypse. And you don't know it when you just glance at the animation of this game. (laughs) I mean, truth be told, I looked at the game when I first saw it. Original State of Decay in the Xbox Live store as an Xbox Live title. Not as a well-developed like i was like oh look at this state of decay 30 dollar game i'll just fucking buy it and it'll be a piece of shit like every other 30 30 dollar game i bought i forgot it was only 30 because like i dipped into game pass well, to look at it now and i bought the didn't know. i did buy the 50 dollar version of state of, state of decay 2 and i will say that it's worth it because of what it gives you it gives you some starter resources and some guns that are like op and it's cool to have, you know, so you have a little extra edge in the world. But the world is brutal. <laughs> is it? In this game, yeah. It's real brutal. The other night, I witnessed Tuna. No, somebody explained a couple of things. Sorry, I don't want to. I'm about ready to tell anecdotes, and I'm not explaining anything, anything yes, about yeah, the yeah. game. Take, take, take it back, take it back. Um, all right, you're talking to someone. You're talking to... Uh, Grandma Ethel sitting on a bench. Uh, Save the K two is an Xbox exclusive. It's an Xbox Xbox exclusive, made by Microsoft. Published by, developed by Undead Labs. It's on PC also. It's it's on PC too, but it's developed by Undead Labs, which is a subsidiary of Microsoft Studios, and it's distributed by Microsoft Studios. You can only get it on your Xbox or your PC. And what I found out this weekend, true to form, is that PC and Xbox are cross-play. The confusing part is don't look up that motherfucking FAQ because there's two fucking FAQs. There's an FAQ that says that they don't do it. And there's another one third, uh, further down the Google search that is the, the, the accurate one that says they do do it. <laughs> so you can cross-play between your Xbox do, friends. You do indeed. You could crossplay. Mm. The reason, I, the reason I know you can crossplay between your friend uh, on the PC and your game is I was live on stream playing the game, and my friend. Can I do one? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to interrupt you really, really quick because I want people that are looking for the picture of your face not to get lost. I misspoke. It's Instagram.com/slash emergent underscore gamer. Yeah, that's, that's true. Our Instagram. That's true. Sorry, Thank I, you. I didn't hear you. Uh, I would have corrected okay. you. Everybody, go look at his face. Sorry, Phyllis. Continue. Um. So Heathen Gamer 15. On Twitter, a good friend of mine who who streams games as well on uh, Twitch proved on the stream he came into my game. He came into my game. He did it through um, play uh, the Xbox Play Anywhere system that they have, whatever the fuck that is, because uh, I don't really understand it. <laughs> and uh, I'm just playing my game. I'm looting houses. Next thing you know, he's in there, and we're playing. And it was phenomenal. He just came in. He supported me a little bit, taking down some Zeds. And then 
um, he rolled out. You know, he just wanted to prove to Taking me. down some Zeds. That's what they say in the game all the time. Do they, do they call him? I was going to ask if they call him. They call him Zeds, yeah. Well, they call him everything. They use the word zombie, so it's not like The Walking Dead where they never use the word zombie. They use the word zombie. Well, that's, that's always the joke, and they said it in, uh, in Shaun of the Dead, too. Yeah. The Shaun of the Dead joke was don't say the Zed word. This is this is the world... This is a world where zombie is a word in use, um, but but they also say Zeds and Walkers, and they use all the common parlance uh, for talking about zombies. T- tell me about the gameplay loop of this. Well, yeah. what, what do you mean by the gameplay loop? So Should I, never, I know what that means? Gameplay loop is like, what is, what what is, is the, routine? What are, the routine? The routine that you go through to survive in the game. The game opens up with, I literally... And the first one did the same thing, a 10 minute opening tutorial that explains how to hack shit, search a container and um, shoot something. Right. I think it, they, cool. they do a gun tutorial. You get through it, you get to a car and then you drive into a giant open world. And the first thing you have to do, you start seeing these people on the radio calling you. And they basically say, you got to go establish a base. There are certain locations all over the map that are specifically base designs. And then there are other locations that are specifically what are called outposts. Outposts provide resources, but outposts don't actually, you can't make them into a base. So these certain base locations, for instance, the first one is, is like a house. And then within your house, you have basically squares that can be turned into a type of resource. A workshop, a let's see, um, a garden, um, uh, beds. You you grow like vegetables. Cooking. You grow like food. Yeah, and then there's advanced workshops that you can get later that you you can either upgrade in a particular place, but it's all logical. It's like you're not going to go in and put you know like a, a like a dance lounge in a house. Why not? Well, you're not going to. Because that's the type. Wait, are you telling? That's the type. That's the type. That's the type of facility that wouldn't merit that. The type of facility that would have a dance. For instance, I have a still in the current base that I have. Wait, wait. Hold the phone. Are you telling me there is literally something you can make called a dance lounge? No, I there. There's a lounge, but there's not a dance lounge. There's. So a, he, there's he made no a lounge. I just lounge. made something up. I made something up. I, can I? Can I just oh, okay. clarify? Okay. I just want to clarify. Is there dancing in this game? Not that I'm aware of. There wasn't even no a buy. dancing. There's not no a buy. immediate pass. All right. All there, right. There isn't even a dancing emote. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but so, for instance, my first base was a house. It was just a house. I could have a garden there, a workshop, um, which are basic, an infirmary to heal my people, and then some other things. I had choices. There's a bunch of different choices of things you can you can decide how you want to survive the apocalypse. But then we got too full. We got too full for our britches. And basically the game says, okay, you need to go find more people. You're not going to survive if you stay as four people. So we rolled. At one point it said, go look for a new place. So I kept scouting the map to figure out where a new place was. I found a brewery. But there's a um, almost like a currency in the game like an unspoken currency, it's called influence. An influence is your, uh, basically a number that represents uh, almost like you're, you can't go acquire a brewery until you have a certain amount of influence. This sounds like the mob. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it really it does. does. It does, actually. 
I want to acquire a brewery. But I got the brewery, (laughs) and now the brewery came intact with water, like a natural water source, which the house didn't have. Um, The uh, brewery came with stills for turning um, to making uh, biofuel so I can turn food into uh, fuel for my cars. Like, just shit that was naturally in the location. Then I I rebuilt my workshop. I rebuilt my... It rewarded the... um, it gave me back the materials I used to make the workshop in the previous place, and I was still able to like rebuild it in the new place. So, moving moving is um, is is a little bit. This is a game. Let me explain. This is a game where the entire game has permanent permanent consequences. You, okay. you every, every I like that about it. That's probably the biggest single game. one of your characters can permanently die like in a real zombie apocalypse narrative. If you've ever sure. watched like in world. real life, people. Die. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really great and it happens on a dime. You think you have control and you're managing this game. The other day, uh, tuna. So one thing that with that me and Locke, me and Locke used to play this game separately when it was state of decay, we played each on our Xbox in an Xbox party because we wanted a multiplayer version of this. We fucking have it, dude. It's exactly what I wanted from a multiplayer. The ability to go into somebody else's game and help them earn. It has really good counterplay in the sense that you can be the one on the helm and someone can come into your game and help you earn. Or if you go into their game, you earn, but you also help them by earning. It's really, it's really powerful. So Tuna came into Tuna, who comes into my stream all the time. Shout out to Tuna. Hey, Tuna. Uh, Tuna comes into my game when I'm live on stream and brings in a character. And we go to take out an infestation. And infestation is uh, multiple possible screamers, which are these screeching zombies with no arms that scream and bring in a shit more zombies. This place had that sounds awful. This place had three screamers, probably about 30 zombies. And this giant thing called a juggernaut. And I got a clip of, of Tuna. So first I'm running around and the juggernaut is chasing my car. So Tuna tries to distract him and starts fighting him, thinking he could take him down. I, I have a video of this juggernaut ripping his character in half, like in twain. It was crazy, dude. In twain. Right. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Snacks. Am I the only person that envisions like one of these like zombies like from the game just like animating with its mouth on the juggernaut bitch yeah well (laughs) it's dude it's it's bigger than a house the juggernauts they're like Uh, they're taller than a house so they're they're real hard you cannot hit them with a car and kill them if you keep running into them with a car your car will catch fire and explode um so the only (laughs) thing you can do to to fight a juggernaut is do hand-to-hand like not hand-to-hand but like gun combat or hand-to-hand and I watched Tuna get so Tuna got tore in half, then respawned another person from his community. Because remember, when he's playing in my game, he does not have an unlimited resource of characters. He's playing with the six or five or four or whatever amount of characters he has in his other his game. So he spawns in the second character who spawns in the middle of the house where the zombies are. And I'm off. I'm getting more ammo. I'm back at the base. And he's like, dude, I just spawned in the house by myself. Has a second character die in under 10 seconds. Like after he spawns in. 
I was like, dude, I don't know what to say. You lost two characters in under a minute in my game. It was insane. It was so much fun, though, dude. Um, the amount of random that happens. Now, otherwise, the game is just this, like, manageable. You're asking about routine, uh, Neo. I'm getting back to it. Uh, normal experience, the game is just this routine of looting buildings, discovering there are no Zeds there, taking the materials back to your base, upgrading things, going back out. You know, it's like farming simulator. Somebody said that in my um, in my stream. They were like, what is this, farming simulator? Um, but every now and then you get these moments that are just so like a zombie apocalypse. You're like, I really got to get the fuck out of here. You know, I lost a character this morning. It was the funniest experience. You have to take out these things called play carts. Plague hearts are the worst because there's this different class of zombie that's new to State of Decay 2 called a blood plague zombie, and it can give your characters infection. So your characters will get infection, and over time, the infection meter grows, and when it grows, they actually have a countdown. Like at one time, it happened so fast, my character had 10 seconds to get blood plague cure. Uh, another time, my character had two hours because the, the effects of it didn't onset as fast. So I, with both of those characters, they survived. Well, I'm in the middle of playing. I wasn't live, thank God, because that would have this would have been asinine. I'm in the middle of taking down a, 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 a plague, um, a play cart. And I had brought a, a rookie character that had just joined my group with me. Well, in the middle of it, I'm trying to shoot the play cart. And when you shoot it, it's an alarm that brings in all these plague zombies. I mean, we had at least 30 or 40 on us. And I'm dodging and trying to get out of it. In the middle of it, my controller, like, dies. Oh, and I'm no. I'm losing my shit trying to get it plugged in because you can't pause this game. There's no pause. The game <laughs> It doesn't do the thing from the first one where if you go away from it for days, you come back, your characters are dead. That feature has been squashed, thank God. But it, do, it does not have pause. You cannot pause this game. The only way to truly pause this game, if you want to get a sandwich or something, is to leave. And it autosaves all the time. So you can leave the, the game, go back to your title screen, go take care of your shit, come back. That's, your re that's real pause. Uh, so I shoot, start shooting the plague heart. I'm overwhelmed. Oh, my God. I can't get my controller plugged in. I finally get it plugged in. I wish you were streaming dude, for this, to be I get, perfectly uh, honest. Dude, um, Mrs. Felix comes in and she goes, what are you screaming at? I was like, I was trying <laughs> to survive. I was like really nervous. I thought I was going to lose her. And I dodge out and I make it. And she's got blood. She's got, dude, she's got, she's got like, yeah. she's got Screaming like, too loudly. I'm not, not even kidding. I was yelping like a little girl to try and survive this. I had probably a, a nickel's worth of fucking, um, like a small amount before she became fully blood plagued, like getting the disease. And I got out and I got in the van and I was so happy and I forgot about the other character. And I'm like, oh shit, I better run back. I had parked the van outside of the place we were at. Like a, it was like a convenience store or something. And I go driving back and I got this like stream of zombies behind me chasing me. And I'm like, oh, I'll back up and I'll back over them. And I look and I realize one of the, one of the guys in the, one of the zombies is my friend. <laughs> so my oh, own gosh. follower had gotten attacked so much that he turned into a zombie. So I backed, I backed up over his ass and uh, 
and then got out and took all his shit. I mean, <laughs> that's all I could do. That's it, man. Now the question. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Real quick. Um, most of the stuff I've seen about this game, like just from critical response and just opinions, uh, have said that like it's really fun. It's pretty much uh, everything you're touching on right now. How does it run? Because I feel like that's like a big point of it. Do you feel like you're so in the first, like running pretty good? Well, I got I got the fifty dollar version, which gave me the ability to start playing it on whatever the pre play day was. Was that last Thursday? Maybe it was. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like uh, when was the actual release day? Tuesday. Yeah, I feel like it was. You could play it over the weekend. Or yeah, 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 yeah. So I started playing it then, and I noticed when I did a four person multiplayer stream. I think I was, I might've been confusing the, I was, what I was complaining is it's being a glitch is really a design flaw. So there is a circle around the host. So whoever hosts the game, let's say it's your game trip zero. If it's, if it's trip zero's game, we're following along the host's game and there is this range circle that's around him. And I assume they had to do this because of a design flaw or a limitation in their servers or something like that. But I can't go, I can't just go anywhere in the world because I'm not him. I have to stay kind of near him. It's a pretty big fucking circle though. But I don't think we, as the four players that were playing this first time in multiplayer understood this. And what was happening was three of the guys were going in all kinds of crazy directions in cars, as it, as it would happen with with anyone who in Grand Theft Auto for instance online anyone can go anywhere they want and you can meet back later um because of how they designed this with this hosting thing i don't know would you guys define that as a design flaw like have you ever no, played I mean, a game it, where where the or uh, it's multiplayer if anything i would call it a a limitation but yeah. like you can only do so much with a world that's persistent and large and, and huge and yeah. inviting other people it's, it's, with other systems and other internet access points to play with you well it sounds like the way they designed it is that there's a host and then there are the guests that yeah, join that's exactly they, what it is they, they are essentially in the host's world yeah. yeah so what's really cool about joining somebody's world so i did play so i played where i was the host and three people joined me and what i noticed snacks to answer your question was that there was instability issues when you got to the edge of this circle and i had when I was playing guys were like tuna was playing with me that day as well. And he was driving a car, you know, like a fast car and he would take it to the range of this circle and our games would freeze everywhere. Like everyone's games would freeze and then start right back in. It never stopped the game from functioning. There was never a, a time when the game froze and I couldn't play anymore. I've never had any issue game breaking bugs with this game. But I did notice there's some weird design limitations. I like your word there, Trip Zero. Where like, yeah, if you got to the edge of the circle for the host, the game got wonky as fuck and weird. There's also there's also a bunch of like static items that should be breakable fences that are fucking annoying as shit. For instance, I got my truck stuck under a clothesline that is like a Oh, that's weird. Yeah, and it's not a breakable object. It's a motherfucking hard-ass, hard-edged, like, even the wires of the clothesline are not even movable. It's just, like, that's shit. That's shitty. And I got the truck stuck under it, and then I had to take another truck and knock it out of there. Um, 
so no, no, but nothing's been game breaking. I never, I haven't lost anything. Um, and if you can get past the visual aesthetics of the game and these weird, like, you know, artifacts and glitches and things like that, that happen every now and then. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure stuff will be ironed out kind of in the future too. I don't know though, because a lot of this is state of decay one shit and it's coming in like the static items that you would run into hard. That seems to be a part of their aesthetic. Just how they design their world. Yeah, I mean, it could be. There's more breakable items in State of Decay 2. There's more fences you can just run over. I remember in the first one, you'd have to go all the way around to get around a fucking fence, you know? Um, so it has more of a logic to it. Um, and they added some other things. They have this thing called if you're stuck, because they know their game's going to have a glitch. If you're stuck when you're not in a vehicle, it'll actually take you back like a few feet before you get to a part where you're stuck. I don't know if stuck is to get you out of like a zombie, like you're overwhelmed with zombies and you don't want to lose your character type situation. Or if it's like, Funny, if, you're, uh, if you're stuck in a world map. Of Warcraft, world of Warcraft used to have a feature where you could type in slash stuck into the chat. And if you got stuck on the terrain, you could use this and it would port you back to the uh, last in you were. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind oh, of, a way, of it's a, a way of freeing you from any glitches in the in Exactly. The so I think it's more for I think it's probably more for glitch problems and shit like that, but I haven't really used it. I haven't had to use it even really once. I t- I thought I could use it when I was in a car, you know, when my van got stuck in that fucking thing, but it doesn't work when you're in a vehicle. So anyway, I like the fact that vehicles are always there. They're always left. Items that you drop and characters that die never leave the map. They're always there. Like, the two bodies, I, if you came into my game, Trip Zero, I could show you the two dead bodies of the characters I've lost so far. It keeps, They're still there? Yeah, it keeps everything real. Hmm. Um, everything stays. Um, it, does, it's, it does a bunch of stuff that I just desire in other games that other games don't do to make it more real. Um, <laughs> despite the fact that it has, like, this goofy, like, almost cartoony animation which is normally not my go-to right we would argue right, that right. it's not my go-to but the the systems and the mechanics are so logical that i get hmm. lost in it now i did play and this will be the last thing i say i played about four hours last night in someone else's game and what's really cool about that is when i go to the supply box in the other person's the host person's uh base it's right. my supply box so when I looked in there, uh, okay. all of the shit that I've gotten, all the resources I've acquired are mine and I can pull them out, drop them on the floor for the, the dude. I wish there was a thing where you could give them, like open each other's inventory and trade, which a lot of games have. It doesn't have that. Yeah, but you effectively can by taking it out of your of your shit. I take it out of my shit, drop it, it right on the floor in front. He picks it up, puts it right in. So like it still works. It works really well. I So last night, I was in uh, our friend Jay Prince's game. He was at the house. I was out finding, I was at the edges of the circle that's around him going to places that he, every time I loot a building, I have my own boxes. They're separate from his. I can never loot his stuff. He can never loot mine, but when I get it, I can go back and I was going back with, you know, bunch of materials and I divide them up. Oh, I'll keep this. I'll drop this on the floor for him. I'll keep this drop it on the floor. And we were able to like, I really was able to earn him tons of like really cool materials to like build his base quicker. I was giving him ethanol, which is something you need and fertilizer and like all these different things that I was finding. And it's cool. Cause it's like for him, it's double the resources. 
because he's getting right. all the normal stuff he gets in the game. There's just extra boxes for me, so I'm giving them to him. And then when you get back after playing in someone else's game, they give you a bunch of like perk stuff. They'll give you like bullets huh. and a gun, and a bunch of weird shit when you when you go back into your game and you leave playing with them. So there's a lot of counterplay capability in it, which I think is great. I'm talking too much. I'm going to stop. I'm just really excited. <laughs> That's good, man. I mean, you got uh, at least uh, me and I think Neil and Locke possibly to play it this weekend. Yeah, I want, uh, I want you guys to we're doing the, try We're doing it. the free trial yeah. of the Game Pass, and we're just going to pop that in. And no, I, I know Locke loves I'm it. I'm definitely willing to do that, yeah. Yeah, I know Locke loves it, and I proved that you guys, the P- I, I didn't think the PC could play with the Xbox, but now I've determined that you can. And I think can, we, yeah. we could totally do an emerging gamer party. It would be so fucking great, dude. It'd be very, it'd be um, super cool. I suggested to Locke. I said, I said, uh, one day we can play in my game, or and then the next day play in one of one of other one other member of the a podcast game. Um, or since I'm further along, I could just play in your guys' games. However, if I was streaming the game, which I don't think I'm going to do if we're doing it at night, I'm not going to stream at night. I'm streaming in the morning. But if I was streaming the game, I would want to be the host so I can show off the mechanics in case people ask. You don't really sure. have access to the full mechanics when you're playing we, in I mean, someone we can, else's game. We can work out, you know, streaming versus not streaming. I have a question though. All that stuff later, but is there like any kind of like end game, end goal for it, or is it just survive? Uh, well, you don't have like you know what's cool about this game. You don't have like this crazy quest log. You just have radiant, constant radiant quests. Uh, the, and the new thing they added is the ability to take roads to other maps. So, okay. and that seems like it could possibly be infinite in the future. If they just keep, mm-hmm. they didn't have this in save decay one. Um, there's like, there's three total territories that are all equally huge. And when you get, when you get to a point where you get enough influence, you can call, you can upgrade your, your, um, command center in your base to like call out of the region. And then at that point you can go to other regions. So kind of like SimCity, when you get to the point where you, you want to move to another, get more resources, you want to go to the edge of the map and then go to another town. Basically it's kind of like that. So I can't wait to try that. I'm not even to that point, but sounds like it's your game of the year so far. Um, (laughs) It's my multiplayer game of the year. I don't know. My single player game of the year is definitely God of War. Did you finish God of War? No, but I'm getting, I'm coming along. Oh, it gets so good. <laughs> Just keep at it. Yeah. But that's it. That's my State of Decay 2 review. Nice. Snacks? Cool. What did you, you have? Thank snacks? You that, yeah, Snacks, you want to do anything interesting, crazy? I know we've been doing a lot of Destiny. What else have you been getting into? Anything? No, I've just been playing Destiny. Like, literally nothing else. Like, I, I mean, uh, same. Exact same, so. I'm, I'm just waiting, because, like, Detroit comes out this week, so. That's yeah, really next, next week is going to be an all-Detroit show, because I'm, I'm getting Detroit as well, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm very, I'm very excited for it. Yeah. No, I know you want to you wanna play State of Decay, but I think I am I am picking up that on Friday, so. You're just going to do that? Simple, I, just. Maybe, possibly. You're an adult. You can do what you want to do. We can. We also work out. Yo, if you, if you guys message me and go, "Hey, let's do state of, state of decay," I will go. Okay, let's do that. We're all here. We're all together. Yeah, I mean, it's up to you, man. I mean, I'm cool. 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 All right, so uh, let's get you caught up on the news out there, listeners. Uh, pretty quick recap down here. Battlefield Five trailer uh, got yep. released today. Um, WTF? I watched it. You guys, watch it. WTF? Oh, what do you mean WTF? 
What the fuck? Now, hold on. There, there's no hold war on. in this. That's clear. Hold on. What? Go hold ahead. on. Hold on. Go ahead. <laughs> there's been immediate backlash from this trailer. And I think it's so fucking funny. Why? People are getting so mad about it. Uh, because there is a girl in this game. Oh, no, I don't care about that. And probably a guy who happens to be black. Uh, and people are very upset that this is not how World War II happened. Is that what it's supposed to be? World War II? They're, they're, yeah, very, yeah. Re- they're very realistic. You know, shooting game that they're playing from the comfort of their own home is incredibly unrealistic. It's going to... Cr- in the trailer, you know, you, you, you got planes flying in front of your face and you're you're, you know, avoiding tanks and crawling on the ground and doing all this ridiculous. Yeah, shit. it's definitely a, crazy. A woman, yeah, a woman though, guys doing this shit. You know, that can't that can't possibly. Also, be a thing. I, I was watching the trailer just now. Not only is it a woman, she has she's missing an arm. Uh, yeah, she has yeah. like a hook. She's a hook disabled. Arm. So, uh, how do we well, not like, know that this is based on some real thing that happened in World War II? I believe it. I believe women robots existed in World War II. I mean. Me personally, I was in World War II. She just had a hook arm. <laughs> I can tell you. She's not a cybernetic I woman. I also I also can confirm that I was birthed by a woman. So I'm okay with them uh leading command and doing other important things. Um, how is this any different than the campaign like than the campaign for Battlefield One? Because that one of the uh, campaigns that you did wasn't it in like Syria or something, and that whole segment was through like a female soldier. Mm-hmm. How is that any fucking different than what this is? I don't know. It isn't. I think, well, they definitely, when they released Battlefield One, they were like, "This is like our own take on on World War One." That's that was like their stance on that, and yeah. everyone generally accepted it. If they were to say the same thing here, I would be like, "Okay, I played Battlefield 1942 and 43. That was their." classic re, you know, reimagining of the war. Well, this is something new. What's crazy is... I don't want to play 1942 again. I would like to see something new. And that's what they're doing. So the, I'm okay yeah, with the it. Mission, the mission, specific mission in Battlefield 1 I played, where you play as a woman, is based on a real historical group of women that ran around with Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> like, that's, that's what he was running around the desert with. I mean, not that he was like a weird running harem or something, but like he, it wasn't all women either, but he had a, a group of, of, of mixed sex, like freedom fighters that were fucking shit up in the desert. I mean, that's, that's what, that's a true thing. And I'm sure there were plenty of women involved in more than nursing roles in world war two. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Well, well, here's the big thing is that like, it's like if people are mad about this, not only because it's a woman, because because it like paints an inaccurate picture of what World War Two is, then they're just full of shit. Because if they played Battlefield One, that war was nothing like how that game is portrayed <laughs> at all. Yeah. So in actuality, they're just like full of shit. If that's yeah, I never got my fucking gun jam snacks. My gun jams, dude. I wanted guns to jam and shit. Oh, do they? No, I wanted them to. They didn't in World in Battlefield One. Oh, it's I not see. accurate. Yeah. Okay. I didn't well, get trench foot like either. A, uh, yeah, you can go hang out in a trench for like six hours straight in that game. I didn't get no, no. <laughs> yeah, the funniest thing about a Battlefield One is all of the battle maps that you fight simulate the latter year of the war. And one, and this is fucking, this blows my mind, is not even from World War One at all. It's from the Russian Revolution post World War One in 1919. It's it's so fucking. It's not even a. Because the style of combat in World War One completely changed by the end. It went from sitting in trenches to World War Two type fighting, where you go from room to room, 
which is the only thing that like these fucking first person shooters simulate. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say here's here's the ultimate thing. It, it's a fucking video game. Yeah, it's a fucking so video. It's not game. real, dicks. So, <laughs> none of this shit is real. Uh, but the the mad online is it's really fucking real, and uh, virgin neckbeard boys are getting real upset that their battlefield is changing. <laughs> Well, no, sorry if I offended those guys. Screw those people. Do you want right. to talk about what's going to be in the game? Yeah. Sure. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. Go for it. So it, it sounds like they're introducing or reintroducing a four-player co-op mode, which sounds pretty cool. Oh wow! Just saying. So like it'll have like and it'll, story? Have, it'll be mission-based. Yeah. Battlefield. Well, battlefield yes. of Decay. Base exactly. building. <laughs> zombie killing. Battle Royale. State of Battlefield. One. <laughs> also, they said there there will be a new um, grand operations mode where it'll take place over four days. And depending on how the teams interact with each other, if one team does better than the other, it will change the way each of these operations work. So sometimes you don't even see the final stage of the operation. And it'll it'll be dynamic depending on how the teams play it out, which I thought that was that seemed pretty cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, grand multiplayer missions that will be dynamic depending on how o- each team performs. Operations mode is one of my favorite modes in the game. It's the perfect simulation of actual battles because mm-hmm. it's it's two fronts basically, and you're going back and forth. The two fronts are going back and forth, which is is great. Let's Noise. See. They nice. said there there will be a battle uh, battle royale mode, but there were no details on that yet, at all. Because they're they're shitting it out right now. <laughs> the guy, um, the guys, yeah. are, guys are like scrambling to make one. <laughs> I think I can imagine what what a battle royale yeah. looks like. So I'm sure we'll, details. I'm sure we'll get more at E3. Mm-hmm. Um, they I'm also, also said, sure if I ever play this game, it'll just be the campaign. So yeah, they said the campaign will be similar to Battlefield One's, where it will be uh, like. Um, like mission like snippet missions yeah like, yeah uh, yeah little uh vignettes storytelling i, yeah, I loved i love those vignettes they were great i think that actually works a lot better with the a lot of these first person shooter mm-hmm. campaigns um like we saw last week call of duty and the new call of duty was announced and they they are abandoning the campaign for their zombie missions and like they detailed how like they will have a whole bunch of campaign-based zombie missions or their zombie mode will be like story focused or whatever. They don't need the campaign. They don't need a full fledged campaign. They're just going to tell these, these uh, compact stories within their game, just like battlefield one did. And now battlefield V five will do the same thing. Battlefield V battlefield. V. I saw someone online made a shit post where it was the battlefield. Instead of five, it was five individual lines in a row. Because like Call of Duty did four with like you know four yeah, lines, not Roman numeral. Uh, that was geez. pretty good. It it made me uh made me chuckle. Yeah, and they said all maps will be free, no battle pass, no season pass. That's pretty cool. That is cool. I think that's really good. That does leave me skeptical though. There's there's a catch. You think there's a catch? There's a leak catch somewhere. You feel like there might be a catch somewhere, only yeah. because Battlefront Two did the same thing. And we all saw how that turned out in the end. So I'm going to stay my expectations for that. Mm-hmm. I think it's great, though, because the one thing those season passes did was it split up the community, it split up the player base, and it didn't make it fun for it anybody. Really, who didn't it sucks buy that. so much ass. 
Cause uh, yeah, remember I was uh, I was always doing my live streams, and you you know Kyle from uh, Northern Northern Ireland that plays with me all the time. Sure. He, he, he you know he didn't have a lot of money, so he didn't have money to buy the premium pass. So whenever we wanted to play with Kyle, we had to pick all of the non newer maps that were interesting. You know, we had to play with like the the original ones that came with the game. He finally then did buy premium pass though. Update. Props to you, Kyle. Well, this is great though, because now you don't even have to worry about that when mm-hmm. you get this game. Yeah. Um, and I think that's good. I'm just worried about now when they when companies do this like this, EA especially, they need some other way to monetize the, the game to keep it, you know, to justify keeping the the price tag or keeping the development behind it. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to wait to see E3, maybe a little bit after that, what they're going to do for that. Um, not too sure how that's going to end up, but we'll see. I guess they did. They did announce that at their at their E3 conference, they're going to show off multiplayer for the first time. So they will show actual multiplayer gameplay there. I thought nice. the I thought the cutscenes from the trailer looked fucking amazing. <laughs> they looked. Oh no great. doubt about yeah. that. Yeah. The game looks gorgeous. For sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they weren't pre-rendered either. It went seamlessly into the gameplay. I think that was all. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was, was all character I mean, it was, model. Uh, yeah. It was. It was very like scripted. At it was scripted end, for I, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm I not. See, uh, it's not. It wasn't gameplay like, before. Uh, before I don't know, the. Like, uh, some of my friends saw that, Some of my friends have already been like skeptical. Like skeptical that this is the new Killzone Three trailer. Oh like, yep. They think it's on that level. And like it could be, but it's like borderline. That that engine that they run for their games is very, very impressive. So like I wouldn't be surprised if that's pretty much almost what we get. What is what do they mean? There's, what do you mean by that? I don't understand what that means. Like there's it just no looks doubt. too good. It looks so oh, too, too good. good. To be real. So Kill Zone uh, three released looking amazing and then the game was kind of shitty looking. You know, kill it was it was Kill Zone 2's E3 that's reveal. That's what it was, yeah. It was Killzone and 2. They showed off this brilliant trailer of all these things you have to go back and look at it but yeah the trailer at e3 was nothing like the game when it came out that's yeah. that's a that's a common theme i mean like yeah. having to watchdogs happened to no man's sky of course yeah they it's like, it yeah it's like showing you like because that was like ps2 also and like the watchdogs one was prior to the next gen consoles being revealed it's like just this plague where it's like that just does like that's what next gen looks like that's incredible looking and then like it just culminates to a game yeah. that looks like barely that's like like, that's the thing too it could legitimately be gameplay right but like if you if you dedicate all of your processing power to create creating that moment it's going to look better than having your system be on all the time to support whatever the player wants to do not a video you're creating to show people so like yeah just by the nature of the medium that you're watching it it could look better than it than it would on an actual release i i do believe that trailer was heavily scripted I believe oh, that was yeah. no no one's no one's yeah. saying that it was just they natural just gameplay. They threw the hut on the yeah. screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, hundred percent. But it probably will control like that. I'm sure know, it'll look good. Have moments like Regardless. that. Yeah. yeah, it'll look fine. Um, there's a little rumor, not a rumor, it's a fact. Uh, Nintendo applied for a trademark for the N64 in Japan, fueling more rumors about an N64 classic. In the do vein guys, of the Nintendo Classic and the Super right. Nintendo Classic. First question: Do you think this is going to happen? Do you yes. Think, yes. Do you, do you think at E3 they're going to be like, "Oh, look what we're also doing"? And no. I don't think I think it's too soon, yeah, for that. But I, I think mean, it's happening, and I and I want it so fucking badly. They don't. I mean, 
they don't have to do this at a conference. They can literally come out tomorrow and say, hey, this is coming out this fall. Yeah, and People are going to get just as hype. I mean, they could literally come out and say it the day before Black Friday and be like, this is going to be available for tomorrow. And like, yeah. it would have insane buzz anyway. Like, it mm-hmm. has that cash. It doesn't need to be at E3. That would cause the apocalypse. I yeah, would say. totally. Fucking but, Black Friday apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it, it doesn't need that because it's not like these mini consoles that they're making, like they're not even fully directed at a gamer. They're directed at people for a nostalgia trip with Nintendo. They love Nintendo yep. for what it was. So like, I mean, there's plenty of people that I know that would that would go out and buy an SNES or an NES classic or especially an N64 classic um, just based Is on the it? fact that they played it initially and they want to play it again. Right here. Yeah, see. I, I mean, I still have my N64, and that sounds pretty great. Mm. Do you think they're going to remake that controller, like, as yep. is? They better. Yeah. They better, because it's ass. You have to, dude. Like, yeah. you, if you're going to stick with that kind of branding of, like, tiny little baby imitation console and, like, full-size, we made this in 2018 controllers, you, you got to. You got to do it. Like, you could, so, you could so make a controller. Sorry. You could so make a controller like this. And it would still work with those games, kind of. But that's not that's not why you're buying the console. Anybody yeah, can buy. buy the, you're buying it for right. the nostalgia factor, right? And, and you want to feel that weird fucking tripod control in your hand with the joystick and everything else. So, you want that? So weird. Yeah. The most heinous thing I've heard is that they would uh, they would just build the console into the controller. It's that big. <laughs> oh. Oh God. That just screams uh, third party then, doing something like that. And then just an HDMI port comes out the top of it. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, Fucking exactly. HDMI cable. Yeah. Well, they'll make a lot of money regardless. Yeah, we'll see. Um, there are rumors that Xbox's E3 uh, keynote essentially will be two hours long. Jesus which, Christ. Which is wild because like we we talked months ago when the floor plans leaked about them having a small space and we're like, looks like they're yeah. going to take a back seat this year. And like all the reports coming out uh, are that the exact opposite is going to happen. They're ramping up more and more hype about this. I just, I want to know what's in this conference because if it's two hours, they, they have to have games, right? right? right. Like, what, what is, what is going to happen? Like what is in that two hours? Exactly. Like, are they going to show us Forza for like 45 minutes and then like, like I, I I don't know. Like yeah. I know Forza is going to be there, right? Like we can all assume that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like whatever else they have, maybe Halo. Maybe they'll show a lot of Halo off. Yeah, there was none. There was rumors. I mean, like there's a fact that Halo Six is happening. I don't think we're going to see it, but like yeah, you know, this development. I wonder if they're going to do like a Fallout style reveal and be like, hey, here's Halo get it this fall like and no that's way. gonna be their big thing this this e3 like i'm 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 like kind of like maybe that is what they're gonna do maybe they're gonna just gonna have a big halo when did showing. when did halo 5 come out i know uh, uh master like chief was 2014 like 2015 years ago 2015 yeah. yeah it came out in 2015 like october uh shit so... and it was not good. <laughs> oh shit i mean do we think there's yeah. enough development time for them to announce halo 6 and have a drop in the fall yeah, sure. I mean, that could totally no. Like, if we're saying that it's coming out this year, they no company has the balls to do that. Microsoft doesn't have the balls to do it. The only companies that would be possibly inclined to do anything like that are like few and far between, like Bethesda. Sony would do something stupid or weird like this, where they're just like, and it's coming out this fall, and it would mm-hmm. probably bite them in the ass from delays. I mean, I think the more recent one outside of 
Fallout doing it was Resident Evil. Resident Evil, we had the announcement in that June at E3, and they were like, and it's coming out in January. And we were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, Where have you been keeping did... this yeah. game? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, like, that's, like, an example of, like, whoa, like, you clearly went blackout for this. This, I feel like Halo's way more, like high profile for them and they need it to succeed and they can't really afford because halo's in such a rocky spot right now five was such a turning point for the series that people were like this is a bad halo game and it really was so you're Um, saying like you would want them to have they like microsoft would benefit more from longer marketing periods i'm saying that for halo as a brand specifically right now after what they delivered with this it would be equivalent to it wouldn't be equivalent to Mass Effect, but I'm just saying that if you release something bad or something not... Something rushed. Yeah, something that seems not on par with its predecessors as far as the series of Halo, uh, and then you expect to bank on that so hard that like, hey, it's coming out in six months and we promise it's not going to be like Halo 5. That's just not how they're going to operate this. They know what those scores look like. They know what critical response was like for Halo 5. And there's a reason nobody plays Halo 5 now. It's because that game did not do well. And like the way that it used to, Halo is not the brand that it was. That's moved on. That's a gone age. And they really need to push Halo in a different way. Like, And just the way they pushed Halo 5, that was something where when we found out about Halo 5, they announced it and they revealed it with a screenshot of just Locke, the main char- like the main character of that game, which was like, okay, I guess you're revealing this. And we didn't hear about it for like a whole fucking year. And then we saw it at E3 later. It's just like, that's not how they operate with Halo. And they can't afford to take that big of a gamble with a series that right now is really rocky. So Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what else we got here? Um, think the... Yep. Last thing I was going to bring up um, and jump in if you think we should go somewhere else, Neo. Um, uh, the PS4 is uh, is expected to be in its final phase of uh, of its life. Now, I, I found this really interesting, but it makes sense because 2013 was when we got the PS4. Now mm-hmm. 2018. Yep. They're saying the PS4 has about three more years of its life left. Right. Before they start rolling out the new consoles. Now, this was a, a shareholders meeting. Um, yeah, the CEO, uh, Yoshida, he presented the, they laid out their plans for the next couple of years to, I guess, their share, shareholders. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, this makes complete sense to me because in the beginning of the PS4's life, we saw them, it was a really slow start. I don't know if you remember this, 2013 to 20. 15 i want to say uh we didn't see a whole lot of the first party titles we saw a lot of introductions to like a lot of trailers a lot of them showing off what's to come and Mm -hmm. now at this point in the life of the ps4 we're seeing the uh fruits of that labor we're seeing all these games that they they introduced coming out now god of war detroit blah 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 right right. and so forth so now this leads me to believe that yes they are in the process of rolling out the PS5 or whatever this new console will be. And also it begs the question, are we going to see games like Ghost of Tsushima, Tsushima and maybe even Death Stranding? Are they even PS4 games? Or yeah. are they, are they going to be uh, like Metal Gear Solid 5 style games where they come out on the previous gen and the next gen console with better features, better graphics or whatever? Sure. 
I don't know. It's it's a tough question to answer with with confidence. I feel like waiting until like you know what was it twenty twenty one they expect a console to release. Waiting until twenty twenty one for Death Stranding when they announced it. What like two years ago? Two years ago, yeah. Like that seems like a mistake, right? I mean, maybe they didn't see this coming, and they're like, "Well, now it clearly has to be a launch title for a new console because we can make the most out of it." Um, I feel like that's too long, though. I feel like Death Stranding has to come out in the next year or two. You you think that? You think it's going to be another year? It's yeah. got to be at least another year. At least a year, yeah. But I, I say it, it has to be. Like, it has to be. It's not coming out this fall, Neo, 100%. No, 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 definitely not. Um, we haven't even seen gameplay yet. Give me, give me, come on. That's what I'm, st- come on, that's what I'm probably, saying. I, I, know, I know. I don't come on, we, yeah, come on, come on. I think E3 is going to give us a lot. Like, it's yeah. going to give us gameplay of that. I think we're going to see gameplay of The Last of Us. We're definitely seeing gameplay of Ghost of Tsushima. I think that, because Sucker Punch is... <clears throat> gone for a while we haven't seen them since like 2014 or like miss yeah, second with, son with, yeah with second son so like it's time like show us what you got and last of us that got revealed like really early and like so did death stranding so i feel like it's time to show what is the game like what yeah. is it like show me what the hell the game is already right. we could I'm be so looking curious. at yeah we could be looking at the final lineup right now of the ps4s yeah i feel like this is going to close out some of the big hitters for the console and then they'll talk about the next thing and that will also be accompanied by new hardware that's pretty would, cool yeah i would say at least like last of us is going to be something that they hold out for till the end like i think that's something we'll probably get in like at least a year from now like i that'll, I, that'll bookend the uh but, ps4 yeah but then you have other stuff like that we're not even hearing about or like getting little things about that are indefinitely going at least a year out like days gone we don't know when the fuck days gone yeah. is coming out at this point yeah, yeah. They, they clearly don't want to talk about it because they're releasing all this stuff about it prior to e3 even happening which who does that unless you really don't have anything extraordinary to say about it? The game obviously has a lot going on with it, like just with development. And that game is probably not going to come out until late 2019, maybe 2020. And it has a lot to prove, honestly, because it's on it the does. heels of the, of the Last of Us. And the fact that they're inching by each other right now, and before it felt like one was way far ahead than the other, and now it really feels like it's evening the gap. That's really scary for Days Gone. Yeah, that's a good point. It has to come out before uh, Last of Us. They have to come out in different it, it years. It has to, yeah. Yeah, they do. Different years for sure. I heard uh, IGN, I heard them say, they called it uh, like uh, Last of Us Junior. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've had this conversation. Yeah, we've said that ourselves. Yeah. About how all of these games, even before they came out, even like God of War, was, was looking very, very similar to this type of, of game. We know it's like it's got more of its own legs to stand on at this point, but like, yeah they showed all the shit at the same time and it's like wow yeah just open world third person exploration games huh where things in the world are not good and you got a protagonist that's doing things yeah interesting with a little friend a little friend a little friend a little friend a little hangout friend yeah a little friend so, i don't know we'll see um unless we got anything else guys i think that's our show yeah that is definitely it yeah i'm cool I'm, my head is about ready to hit this table I'm, yeah, oh, it's yeah. it's it's getting sleepy in here for sure. Um, but thank you everyone for listening. Um, follow the Emergent Gamer on all of our stuff. We're Emergent underscore Gamer on Instagram, as I said earlier. Uh, Felix, our Twitter is Emergent, emergent gamer. underscore Gamer. 
Emerging Entrepreneur Gamer on Twitter as well. Um, I'm Trip Zero, Trip Zero TV on all of the stuff. Uh, Mixer is my streaming platform. Anybody else want to call out their stuff? Any, anything else? Uh, don't find me. Don't, <laughs> thanks to Cat. Don't find him. I'm Neo underscore Yoshi on Twitter and Neo Yoshi on Twitch. Uh, and I'm Felix Hergood on pretty much everything. It's all one word. So Felix Hergood. Cool. All right, dudes. Good stuff. And uh, everyone listening out there, we'll catch you next week. See you later. Later, buds. I would love for you to focus on audio in 2018. I did send them the link. This is the best mic. This is the mic that Felix is Felix's mic. This is the mic I'm using. I don't know, dude. I don't know what it is. It doesn't jive with your voice. It's like like shoes. They can look good on one person. It can't necessarily be the same on another. All right. Is this not great? No, No, it's it's fine. I don't understand better than you sound better than Sean. Sean, you sound like you're talking in a tin can. Damn it. A a tin can with a sock in it is what you sound like. Yeah, you do. Wait, shut up.